Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is Daily Tech News Show for November 2nd, 2018 in Oakland. I'm Justin Robert Young, filling in for Tom Merritt and Sarah Lane. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang, trying to uh, operate a few things with only two arms. (laughs) We are doing our best. Joining us today is my co-host on the Weird Things podcast, author and television star, Andrew Maine. How are you doing, Andrew? Uh, Fantastic. I'm delightful. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and start off with a few tech things you should know. Mario Segal, the Seattle-based construction business owner and realtor who is the basis of the iconic Nintendo character Super Mario's name, has died at age 84. When Mario paid a visit to to Nintendo in the early 80s asking for late rent, it inspired company president Minoru Arakawa, who was in the middle of brainstorming an Americanized name for the game character known as Jumpman and Donkey Kong to use the name Mario. On Friday, Uber asked the state of Pennsylvania for permission to resume self-driving car testing on public roads. The company says it has improved the autonomous vehicle software with real-time third-party monitoring of of backup safety drivers, defined limits on the amount of time drivers can work per day, and improved training. The request comes after more than seven months uh, after the uh, company suspended testing after a deadly crash in Arizona. At the BlizzCon opening keynote, Blizzard co-founder Mike Morheim bid farewell to thousands of fans, saying he was stepping down as CEO after 27 years. He also announced that he was appointing J. Allen Brack, executive producer on World of Warcraft, as the new president. Morheim will remain with the company as a strategic advisor. But let's talk about something a little bit more sinister. The BBC reports at least uh, uh, private messages from 81,000 Facebook user accounts, mostly in Russia and the Ukraine, with a few from the UK, US and Brazil have been compromised. Access was offered by hackers for 10 cents per account, but the ad has since been removed. 
The perpetrators claimed that they had details from a total of 120 million accounts. However, the veracity of that claim could not be verified by independent cybersecurity experts. Facebook has said that its security had not been compromised, believing the data had been taken by malicious browser extensions. Facebook executive Guy Rosen added that the company had contacted browser makers about the extensions and local authorities to remove the website hosting information. Andrew, this is not necessarily, at least according to Facebook, a Facebook security problem, but more of a, a problem with browsers. This is not necessarily a new way for people to hack computers, let alone social media. But what's your take? Uh you know, yeah, I mean, you got to be careful that this time it's not Facebook's fault, apparently. Yes. Um, so, you know, we, we don't want to blame them when it's not their fault, which often it is. And it's just, you know, it shows you need to be very aware of things that seem innocuous. But that's one of the things when it comes to browser extensions and a lot of other things, you know, we install this stuff just thinking that I guess this is safe. And I don't know. I didn't read in details of where the source of this extension was was this something you found in the chrome store or was this something you know on the open web you know that's another thing too is you sometimes have this assumption that something is safe or it's secure and you think that if you get it in the google play store or i you know from apple it should be vetted it's all not always the case but you know it's i kind of look at it as like well yeah use an unsecure browser extension this happens I mean, yeah, and that's something that, that you should probably uh, keep an eye out for. A reminder that Google did shut down the Chrome apps section of the Chrome web store back uh, almost a year ago in 2017. Apple's fourth quarter financial results published yesterday beat market expectations, giving the company its best September quarter ever with $62.9 billion in revenue and a 20% increase from last year. Net income for fiscal 2018 came to $59.5 billion, or 11.91 a share on revenue of $265.6 billion. Although iPhone sales for the quarter were flat year over year at $46.89 million, iPhone revenue came out to $37.19 billion, a 29% jump from a year earlier. Apple sold 9.69 million iPads, which brought in 4.09 billion in revenue, a 15% decline in revenue year over year. And services were 9.98 billion, 17% higher. Other products revenue, which include the sales of Apple TV and wearables like the Apple Watch, came in at 4.23 billion, an increase of 31%, driven largely by wearables growth, which came in at over 15%. Now we're going to discuss another very interesting part of this Apple announcement in a second, but let's focus on the numbers. Andrew uh, is less iPhones, but more money that that has not necessarily been a, 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 a foreign concept to Apple that is used to winning in the margins. I think that, you know, they've, they're doing this trend of moving towards the higher priced iPhones, the higher price They you know, they've, they've always made their point that they're not going to try to go for total, you know, they're not going to try to sell as many devices as they can. They want to get the most profit out of it. And that's been sort of their, their goal is our goal is profit, not volume sales. And we're seeing this now, like when they came out with the iPhone 10 last year and the price on that, people said, oh, my God. But it's, you know, our phones are our most important device in our, that we have now. So Apple, you know, Apple's going to keep creeping these prices up and increasing the amount of revenue they make from there. 
not to mention finding different ways that they can finance it. I mean, now that they are incentivizing loan programs that I know I think Mm -hmm. I I am a part of, you are a part of, to make sure that you are always able to get this new thing in your hand at at a prorated price throughout the year. And that's, you know, they're doing this big out here in Hollywood. You know, there's just they're buying up tons of content. They're getting ready to put out, do a big content push, kind of like Amazon Prime, because they're trying to justify when you buy this thing that you get all of this. Like when you get Amazon Prime, you know, I get shipping and I get all these, you know, movies and TV shows. Now, Apple is, you know, I think that's one of the ways they're trying to incentivize these higher margins. Uh, uh, other products, including the Apple TV and Apple Watch, and those are are, are places where you would expect a lot of uh, growth. You know, we've heard the rumors and we've discussed them here on this show that quite possibly a lot of those TV shows that are being purchased that have big names in them, uh, mm-hmm. by the way, and are, are, are from creators, big name creators might be free through the TV app mm-hmm. uh, that you get on your Apple TV. So you might expect uh, that you would assume that Apple has high hopes for that. And the Apple Watch, which among all the iPhones that were released, the Apple Watch seemed to get the most critical buzz at the very least for taking the biggest step forward. Uh, do, do you think that uh, the Apple TV and the Apple Watch are something that could uh, begin to to take on more of the financial load for Apple? I think the Apple Watch is in a great place. You know, I think that's just a market leader there. The Apple TV, I use it, but I think other boxes are very competitive with that. And so... You know, I think the Apple TV, I think they missed the opportunity on that when they announced it, when they spent more time talking about the screensaver than the functionality that <laughs> had me concerned, you know, the two announcements ago. So I know what everybody's saying. Oh, if you, especially if you know, Andrew and I look at these Apple fanboys talking about <laughs> all the great Apple stuff. Well, guess what? Buckle up. And a shift in how Apple handles earnings calls, the company will stop reporting unique unit sales for iPhone, iPad, and Macs starting next quarter. They will instead only report total revenue and cost of sales. CFO Luca Mastri broke the news yesterday saying, quote, the number of units sold in a quarter is not representative of the underlying state of business, end quote. iPhone sales we had just mentioned were flat year over year in Q3. This is not, as Apple pointed out, a unique strategy in the smartphone space, as many of Apple's competitors, including Google and Samsung, do not report unit sales either. All right, Apple fanboy, go ahead and get on your horse <laughs> and defend Cupertino. Uh, I, man, I'm calling BS on Apple on this one. I am, as I sit here with my AirPods in front of my Mac and all this, here's the problem. They said, well, you know, Google doesn't do it. Google's primary source of revenue is not phones, is not selling devices. Now, Samsung, about half the revenue comes from phones and other devices and stuff, the other half from other things. Apple is doing this. The the reason is obvious. Their phone sales are flatlining and they think phone sales are going to decline because China's cooling off. People are holding on to the devices longer. And Apple knows if next next quarter or next year, they don't want to come out and say, hey, we sold 3% less phones and then say, but we made, you know, 30 billion more dollars. They know people are going to hear 3% less phones and they're going to decide that Apple's in some sort of decline. Maybe, maybe not. I think it's it's towards less transparency, which I'm not a fan of. I think that as if you're an Apple developer, you want to know, hey, how many you know iPhone XS Maxes are out there? How many of these new devices? And if they're going to be moving towards things like maybe their their you know augmented reality glasses and stuff like this, if Apple's not going to tell you how many units they've sold for these things, I it's they don't they're not 
doing this because, man, we're just selling so many of them. We're increasing this. We just can't even keep track. No, they're doing it because they know it's declining, even though revenue is going up. And I think that for a company that talks about transparency and openness and is very critical of other people and they're not, I'm not a fan of this decision. I get it. I get it. But it's all about the market. It's all about trying to give the data that you want to increase your value, but not reveal the data that may decrease your value. How much of this is a problem? Because because this is iPhone, iPad, and Mac. And if you go back in time, it is you know, you know the, the Mac, the iPhone, and the iPad that had continued to buoy the explosive growth of Apple. We don't, as much as people might like the Apple Watch, it is not at a point where it is being you know one of those famous legs on the stool, as Steve Jobs liked to talk about when it mm-hmm. comes to, when it comes to the earning. Uh, is this partly just because they don't have something that's going to replace the the iPad being the most chronological uh, one there that iPhone sales are flatlining and and like like you said before this is just a way to cover your butt for the market. I think it's exactly what it is. I think that the iPhone continues to be it's by and large I forget like 60 70% of the revenue or more it's incredibly huge part of their revenue. And as Apple has the some of the best economists and best, you know, quants that you can hire figuring out. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence, Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. 
trends. They know more than probably most governments do about as far as predictions and economic trends, the state of economies in China and consumer buying and whatnot. And I think they see there's a flat line and possibly a decline is people hold on to the devices longer. That was a problem. The iPads. I have an iPad that's four years old and I haven't felt any need to replace it because it does what I need it to do. Phones, people are holding on to their phones a little bit longer when the new you know, iPhones are getting remarked as, hey, it's the last phone you'll ever want to buy. Apple's like, ooh, wait a second. So they're in a position where they don't want to be judged by declining numbers just by overall revenue, but it's because it doesn't look good. One more note that caps all this off. Uh, Apple did say that they expect to miss expectations for Q4 because of slowing growth in developing markets. Mm Mm-hmm. In an interview with Kara Swisher of Recode, Elon Musk said that 2018 was the most excruciating professional year of his life, citing his intense work schedule and challenges in ramping up Tesla Model 3 production. In lamenting some of his mistakes on Twitter, Musk said, yeah, there's no question, like self-inflicted wounds. In fact, my brother said, uh, look, do you, uh, if you have a self-inflicted wound, do you really need to twist the knife afterward? You stabbed yourself in the leg. You really don't need to twist it in your leg. Why do that? End quote. He also hinted that the new Tesla pickup truck will have a cyberpunk Blade Runner influence. <laughs> um, sign me up for that. Uh, it, it, it's it, man. I mean, it's been an example. Another example. You know, Apple saying we don't want to report numbers is saying we don't quite like the rules of Wall Street or how we're judged is very similar to Elon Musk saying, hey, I want to go private with Tesla because he didn't like the game, the way the game is played when you have a public company. But it's a public company of reason. You have to follow rules for a reason. And it's been I'm a big Elon Musk fan. And I think that a lot of these problems that he's been encountering self-inflicted <laughs> we're kind of elon musk problems right uh, uh yeah you know, me and you have spent a lot of time talking about you know there's there are a few good things that come out of uh going on the joe rogan podcast yeah. in the middle of a short selling war that being said this does seem like uh if if it's not intentional image rehab it certainly goes forward in trying to re contextualize Elon Musk for Garris Wishers and Recodes users as somebody she made a point to say before the the interview in, in the blog post that this is a very rested Elon Musk this yeah. is a, a more lucid Elon Musk than, than maybe his friends or people who around Tesla and SpaceX said that he was over the last year and even Elon says hey look we had to go 100 hour weeks almost all year because otherwise Tesla would die mm-hmm. and we are now at a point where we are not staring death in the face it seems like either intentionally or unintentionally this is a projection of stability from somebody who has had a very unstable year uh as a as a owner of a model three which i absolutely love i i my personal experience they've actually knocked it out of the park i see more and more of them on the roads in southern california i think they're on a great path they just had a great quarter they reported profits and nobody thought they would Elon said over a year ago they were gonna go, it was going to be production hell. He knew it was going to be bad. And the problem is when you know something's going to be bad, you never know how bad it's going to be. You know, he, he made the remark that when you're going through hell, the key is to keep going. I think that he started to exploit side caverns in hell, and that caused problems. But I, I hope that the worst is behind us, and I can tell you the product's amazing. You know, the one thing that I do think does get lost in a lot of conversation about Tesla specifically, and Elon makes a point to say it, 
is that there are two American car companies that have not gone through bankruptcy, and they are Ford and mm-hmm. Tesla. And granted, Tesla has the opportunity of of uh, being around a lot less, a lot they're younger than than Ford, but it certainly certainly sir hasn't uh, stopped a lot of other American car companies from going mm-hmm. belly up. All right. According to IDC, the tab- tablet sales have dropped year over year for 16 straight quarters. Q3 2018 saw 36.4 million units shipped worldwide compared to 39.9 million units the same period last year. At 26.6, Apple still had the largest share of the tablet market with 9.7 million units shipped this quarter, although it was still a decline from last year's 10.3 million units. Samsung came in next with 14.6% market share. It shipped 5.3 million units this quarter at a decline of 11.4% in the previous year. And Amazon pulled a third with 12% of the market. It shipped 4.4 million units this quarter, almost on par with last year. I think we already touched on this, Andrew, but the, these tablets, man, they, they, they solved it. That's the good news. The bad news, yeah. they, they solved it. Yeah, it's hard to figure out, you know, what, you know, the if you're somebody making this and everybody has one and it's not like computers or things like that where more, you know, tablets are designed to do simple things, generally speaking. I mean, there are games and stuff for it, but, you know, that how do we invent something new that we can do? I got to play at the red one, the new, you know, red phone last night, you know, the uh-huh. 3D phone. And you're like, oh, this screen's kind of cool. And they're trying to invent a thing that they can do different. But you're like, is this thing really worth this, you know, when I saw this on cameras 30 years ago <laughs> with the lenticular yeah. lens there, but you know, it's a tricky space. I think, I think we're due for something new, whether it be AR VR or something, some other segment. I, I, I would think that maybe the only thing that could, that would immediately make me buy a new tablet is if it had a different functionality to it or required more processing power that I couldn't do with something else like, like if it did if it, if it allowed me to run vr games or something on it with with a wireless headset then i would mm-hmm. definitely spring to buy a new ipad or a new amazon tablet or samsung i was looking to get a new mini because i have one i gave one to my girlfriend i thought like i love that smaller form factor and i was thinking some things like to do with it but then they hadn't updated in years like i looked at the it's like still and i'm like you just you missed not that they care about missing my purchase, but I've bought like, you know, I'll buy like the fire tablets and stuff for reading and stuff. Those things are just, you know, 60 bucks, whatever to read a book on. Those are great. They work fine. You know, so that's the problem Apple's in, you know, to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, subscribe to daily tech dot com. Big shout out to Rich Toffolino, who uh, pulled replacement duty for DTH this morning. Let's get into our main topic. Instagram's next cash cow is instant promote ads for stories. Instagram has developed a new ad type called promote for stories. It allows Instagram business pages to show uh, their ephemeral slideshows to more users. Admins chose to add uh, auto target users similar to their followers, people in certain locations, or to use all of Instagram's targeting parameters to inject their story into stories queues for more users than an ad. That can also link to a business's Instagram profile or website similar to Facebook's boost option that lets people pay to instantly show their feed posts to more users. Uh, This is a Instagram spokes 
person. They said, I can confirm that we are testing this feature globally. We don't yet have an immediate timeline for 100% rollout, but we will keep you posted. I want to also remind listeners that this is kind of a sister story to the WeChat story we brought you yesterday, where the famously ad-free messaging system that was purchased by Facebook, surprise, will now have ads in their update uh, uh, their, their update section. So, Andrew, when Facebook started to buy a lot of these companies, they made a big deal that they weren't going to be Google. They weren't going to immediately strip mine these companies and fold them into the core product in a way that Google was kind of famous for. Now, despite the fact that, you know, it's not like WeChat became Facebook chat. It's not like Instagram became uh, Facebook pictures. They are still their own brands, but I think that the last days of disco are over for for uh, holding any kind of Facebook style ad monetization at bay. Oh, for sure. And I, Zuckerberg learns fast. He learns really, really fast. You know, and you saw early on how, like, when they wanted to try to buy Snap, you know, they tried to buy Snap, and then they decided they were going to copy Snap. You know, they took twice, twice they tried to come out with you know Snapchat. Uh, imitations of that, right? And they yeah. failed. And then, but they also did a smart thing, like Microsoft acquired other nascent companies, you know, like Instagram and other ones, pay a couple billion at the time, like, oh my God, a couple billion for Facebook, or this is insane. Whoa, guess what? Turns out they're, you know, brilliant. And let it grow, let it develop, let it flourish in its own thing, because maybe you don't like Facebook. Maybe you want to spend more time somewhere else. So you go over to Instagram, which was my case, you know, I, I can't stand Facebook. I spent like zero time there. Instagram was a little more easy. Just you're looking at photos, but Facebook like needs to make ad revenue as you know, they talk about like, well, we have a billion, you know, you know, billion members and growing. Well, you got the first world there. The next yeah. billion won't be worth as much as the first billion. So you've got to find other sources of revenue. And as if you're plateauing with your users and if you're plateauing with the daily engagement, you'd need to increase the value of that. And then once within Facebook and also then within other platforms, and they've got these other properties they own, of course, it's, it's yeah, their goal is to make money. They make money by selling ads, and they're going to figure out every possible way to sell ads. We've had conversations about how frustrating Facebook was in asking you to direct your audience to Facebook groups or uh, pages that, that they would mm -hmm. then control, and, and slowly but surely the boa constrictor of, hey, you'd really like to reach everybody you pushed, right? Well, then make sure that you boost this post. Is Instagram stories a more natural place to do it than Facebook fan pages? Or, or are people going to run into these same frustrations? I, I think it's going to be the same thing. It's It's... Facebook is a company. It needs to make money and it's going to go try to get money from where it can. They know trying to move to a subscription model that was ad free would have a revolt. People would rather be assaulted with ads than pay for this stuff. So that comes down to advertisers and trying to figure out, you know, if part of it's chasing attention, where are people's attention going? And so as far as, you know, saying now this is the way you're going to pay to reach your audience. Yeah. I mean, it's just, course here's here, here's the frustrating thing because i can understand this from the uh, from the point of view of facebook to say hey look 
there are a lot of brands out here that earmark X amount of money for advertising every year. And display advertising and television advertising have been shown to be less reliable. People want to spend more and more money on digital platforms that have higher guaranteed targeting. We're Facebook. That's what we do. So we want to make sure that every time that Tide wants to remind you about Tide Pods, that they pay the toll to do it. However, it's where that line comes in that becomes frustrating because you and I are businesses. You and I mm -hmm. have LLCs. You and I have products that we want to sell. And yet we don't have a gigantic budget earmarked for digital advertising that we slowly move from television and print. So I, what, what frustrates me about this model specifically is that I can already see the future that all right, now you have the ability to boost the post and you get more people. But what happens when all the people that you have gathered on Instagram, now you can't get to them unless you pay to boost I, it? I, I, I think that it's, uh, for me, it was like, then I'm not playing the game anymore. You know, I don't spend anywhere near as much time as I did developing my Facebook page once they changed the rules of the game. And I said, hey, bring all your people over here. And now we're going to sell, you know, it cost me. I looked at what my, you know, what I had to pay. I spent thousands of dollars last year yeah. trying to reach the audience that, you know, my 30,000 people who would said they wanted to follow my page. At least with YouTube, if somebody subscribes to your video, they get told there's a video because their monetization platform works in sort of a, a better way towards like it's more advertiser or sub creator friendly if you're just trying to create, not monetize off the content yourself, I guess. But I was frustrated by this. And to me, it's just, I think you need people who are small brands be diversified. Don't get, you know, one platform may be great initially. I backed off Facebook with their video. Once they, I realized that they had like their Facebook live, the video, whatever they're promoting it. And then I watched that algorithm change. And I said, this is, I don't want to put any more effort into this. So be conscious that, you know, that you're the thing they're giving you for free. There's going to be a bill come due later. And then they're going to want you to keep paying and paying and paying and paying that, which is fine. Just understand it. As long as you're selling Tide Pods. Thanks to everyone who participates in our subreddit, submit stories and vote for them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. But let's go ahead and check the mailbag. David Kessler wanted to chime in on our discussion about Jupiter, a project to develop open source software, open standards and services for interactive computing across dozens of programming languages on yesterday's show. He writes, a Jupiter notebook is just that, a notebook. It can have much more than just one source code. Imagine a Wikipedia-like page where you can have nicely formatted text, graphics, equations, and source code all combined in a way that's easy to read and easy to edit. But instead of being a static page, you click on the snippets of code and actually have them run on your data with charts, graphs, and even images uh, in the page automatically updated in real time to show the results. Then you can quickly and easily change or extend the code right in the notebook page and immediately see the new results. The basic uh, uh, capability is a bit like when people have been doing for years with custom data visualization web apps uh, talking to the back end of a server. But Jupyter removes the friction and lets users focus on the problem domain without having to develop or even think about all the underlying software infrastructure. It's not the right tool for every job, but for people who spend a lot of time asking what-if questions about data and computation, Jupyter does offer serious productivity gains. Jupyter's great. I've done some like machine learning 
uh, courses and stuff. And one of the ways you learn is you go into a Jupyter notebook and you you start off with like, here's the image. Now run the algorithm here and do this, this step. I didn't know what it was at first. I'm like, oh, what is this? I'm, I'm watching the code execute bit by bit. Super, super cool. Very, very. And, and you look at this, you go, oh, wow, this is just a great way to understand what's going on. Well, you want to know what else is great? Hanging out with Andrew Maine on the Man. Daily Tech News Show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. What do you have that the folks might be interested in? Okay, uh, I have a hot take though. Real quick one. Oh, um, no. uh, Snapchat. They're 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 way. I think they're below their their initial public IPO offering. I think they're at eight or nine billion dollars right now. Yeah. Um, and their their big problem is they're not very good at advertising. They're not. I think they're, I think you're looking at either Facebook or Amazon coming in, maybe Google coming in and trying to buy them. You're saying Snapchat gets bought? Are, are you willing to put a time frame on this? I'm saying that I, I think that there, if you came in at they're at like nine billion capitalization right now, if you came with like a fifty percent more at a fifty at a fifteen billion dollar price, Twitter's problem is Twitter was worth would be useful to somebody, but it was too expensive, like like forty or fifty. But I think Snapchat, I think it's a, I think it's, a, I think we're looking at a, a possible their takeover All situation. Right, well. Listen, that's what doesn't if it doesn't happen by the end of the year i'm stealing it for our year end okay, uh, so yeah. our year end predictions because i agree with you all right bonus yeah. hot take andrew what do you got that the people would love uh check out my naturalist series it's uh my books about a computational scientist who hunts serial killers the first one the naturalist came out uh Last year, Looking Glass came out this year, was a Wall Street Journal bestseller. And the third one's coming out in February, which is called Murder Theory. Uh, I love this character. I love these books. The reviews have been wonderful for it and been very, very excited to be able to share this character with everybody. So if you go to andrewmain.com, you can see the links to the books or just go to Amazon, type in Andrew Main. You'll see some of my other stuff, Station Breaker, Orville, Public Enemy Zero, what have you. So that's if my point. If you like science and tech literate thriller fiction you could uh, uh go a you you could you could not go wrong digging into andrew's work so please 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 go ahead and enjoy all right uh we would like to thank our patrons if you like what you hear please consider supporting this show on patreon that is patreon.com slash dtns you can also support the show at dailytechnewsshow.com slash support and you can buy merch Go ahead and peruse the fine selection at dailytechnewsshow.com slash store. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. That is 2030 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. And Tom and Sarah are back Monday along with guest David Spark. See you then. For the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. 
it'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.